Hey everyone, this is Pastor Kurt and Pastor Matt from Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Mount Vernon, Indiana, of course, and I uh, just wanted to put out a little bit uh, of a short podcast episode today to highlight the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Of course, it's Holy Week here in Indiana, and for that matter, worldwide. Uh, it is Wednesday of Holy Week. And uh, we just want to kind of give you a little inside glimpse of what's coming this Sunday morning and why it is that we celebrate the resurrection and why the resurrection is so important to the gospel. So I'm here with uh, Pastor Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hello, hello. And I'm just going to put that question to you, Matt. Tell us uh, very briefly why, why is the resurrection so important to the gospel? Because it's true. Hmm. How's that for brevity? Yeah, it's true. But the interesting thing about the resurrection is I can't prove to you that it's true uh, strictly by your sight. Uh, you know, we could point to uh, proofs and evidences for the existence of God, and, and we, could, we could talk about the historical case for the Jesus story as it comes to us in the Synoptic Gospels and the Gospel of John. But I, I really think that, that that's always debatable for those who want to debate Uh, There's no airtight case. We're not the apostles. We didn't walk in the first century A.D. We're uh, we're not uh, Pontius Pilate. Uh, We weren't on the scene. And so, to some extent, uh, we are all uh, operating by faith on what actually happened in the first century. Um, And so, to to me, my answer is uh, the resurrection is compelling because it's true. Mm -hmm. I believe it's true. Uh, but I believe that by faith, uh, not not by sight in the strictest sense of, of the term. But the Lord uh, confirms again and again by his word and uh, with evidences in life that the resurrection is, is true uh, yeah. for God's people. Yeah, I think sometimes, too, in the Christian faith you see... The people that you know they don't want to they don't want to deny the resurrection because that that would uh, that would erode the foundations. But then they have trouble believing maybe miracles or um, other parts of the scripture. And First Corinthians fifteen makes it makes it pretty clear, saying that if you believe the resurrection, the rest of it's uh, pretty easy to kind of fall in place. You know that the propitiation of the the wrath atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is uh, is it's pretty easy to wrap your mind around if you first have faith in the fact that Jesus was who he said he was, and he proved that by coming out of a grave, being clearly dead, and then being clearly alive as witnessed by hundreds of people. So, Well, the Apostle Paul was no intellectual schlub, that's for sure. And uh, he's making an argument uh, not only for the validity of the resurrection, uh, but for the, the fact that the resurrection is a non-negotiable truth for Christians, and it, this is a we're going to get more into this on Sunday, so don't miss out on that. But First Corinthians fifteen twelve and thirteen gives you a little spoiler alert. It says, "Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised." Mm. And so he ties in his argumentation, he ties the validity of Christ's resurrection to the validity of our own resurrection. And that has a whole lot more to say uh, to our, our, our current cultural moment in the way that we think about spiritual things in this physical world. It has a whole lot more to do, I think, to say to that than what we might at first blush uh, think. The, the first miracle, the, the first fruits, the first uh, 
crop of the miracle of Christ is his own resurrection, but it does not stop there. Mm-hmm. Our hope of, of resurrected eternal life is in Christ, and, and though he's the first fruits, he's, he's certainly not the last fruits. There uh, is great hope that we have for the uh, resurrection of our own bodies and that this earth intent is all is is not all for naught. Yeah, we like to say around here that the gospel changes things and obviously the thing that the gospel changes the most is the the consequences of death and sin, right? So Jesus himself displays that uh first and foremost as what he's going to do to sin for all of us in himself. So he's the firstborn amongst the dead and we have that to look forward to one day forever to live resurrected with him. Well, by his word, God explains to us that the reason that we die is sin. Mm. And so in a big picture view, the first Adam brought sin into the world, Mm. and the last Adam, or Jesus, uh, abolishes sin from our world. That's great. So the way that he does that is to step right into a sinful world, though he never knew sin, and to become sin for us. So you can see where the, the contours of the gospel falls apart if the resurrection of ourselves or certainly of Christ uh, is called into immense question for us. And even just just a little more from the text, says uh, Paul's, Paul's argumentation, if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. And so again, our, our preaching and your faith, the, the idea of preaching the gospel, which is a gospel by faith, uh, that we're saved, we're saved by grace through faith, these are unseen but yet experienced realities. And the resurrection of Christ and our future resurrection, our future hope, is an unseen yet experienced reality. And uh, that's, not, that's not mysticism. Uh, that's not mystical in a, in a sense of, of, a, of a lack of, of our ability to point to propositional truth for the hope that we have. Uh, for we believers is that belief or faith or trust is wrapped up into our reception and our our living and our propagation of the gospel. It's by faith and not by sight. And and I think there's something special about coming out to a local church on Easter Sunday, on any Sunday, but on Easter Sunday as it's commonly known, and experiencing the energy of many people who affirm this creed, who feel this faith together, and it seems that these are times in which the Lord is pleased to reveal himself to skeptics and doubters, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even some that have been skeptics and doubters or wayward for quite some time. That's right. We we preach Christ crucified and we preach Christ risen. Your um, faith is not in vain. Our preaching is not in vain uh, because he is risen and he is alive. And so we're looking forward to Easter Sunday morning, this Sunday morning. We're going to gather out for worship here uh, in southern Indiana at Mount Vernon Baptist Church at 10.30 a.m. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt for the kiddos at 10 a.m. before that service. And uh, for you really early risers, there's a 6.30 a.m. sunrise service as well. So we hope everybody will gather out uh, with the Lord's people this Sunday morning to celebrate the resurrection in a special way, in an Easter way. Um, but if you're in southern Indiana, we hope that you'll join us. Um, so one last thing. He is risen. He is alive. And we look forward to celebrating with you this Sunday. God bless. Hope that you have a great rest of your week and that we see you all soon. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.